Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Today in history in 1484, Innocent VIII condemns witchcraft via papal bull. And subsequently, he dispatches inquisitors to Germany to try witches. Um, I'm assuming up until this point, witchcraft was a-okay. Welcome to What the Fuck History, where we discuss the wackiest and weirdest things that make us say, well, what the fuck history. I am your host, Zachary, and I once again am here with your historical BuzzFeed-style listicle. Megan, you're next. Megan? Oh, we lost her. We lost, oh, Megan! <laughs> She's back! Oh, okay. I couldn't hear you guys. Yeah, no. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you guys now. Okay. All right, it's your turn to do the thing. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, my, my name's Megan, and I just experienced massive technical difficulties. <laughs> And I'm Matt. Today I learned what our boy Steve looks like as a married man, and I gotta say, he's just he's just a cutie. He's handsome as fuck, dude. He's he is. Just they a look beaut. cute together. Just an absolute beaut. But we here and at, fuck can he uh, run? Triumvirate Productions just want to say congratulations to Steve and Cat because Cat was also in the pictures of Steve looking like a beaut, and she looked great. So everybody looked great. Just. It was just a great time. Well, I can't most, say the same for the people that I don't know that were in no. those pictures, but just Matt Steve in the most Cat wholesome way, in the most wholesome way possible. You, 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 you. <laughs> That's all. That's what's all that, I have to say. What's that character's name? Scotty Wallace or whatever. Scotty Wallace say a you. I didn't know Scotty Wallace was here. <laughs> so anyways, Steve's Steve's been our uh, our resident fact checker for a long time. He tells us how to pronounce things. Often, many weeks after we've recorded the uh, <laughs> podcast episodes, so he'll just post in our group chat and be like, this is how you say this. And we're like, we don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Hold on a minute. That was a couple uh, weeks ago. Yeah, I'll just be like, oh, shit, Steve's correcting us. But he really is uh, the sweetest, and he's great at telling us what we fucked up on. So congratulations to Cat and Steve. Can't wait to see you when you come back to town. Super excited. Um, all right, podcast children, we have reset our strikes to zero. We have played a fictional game of rocked paper scissors and the order for tonight is Zach followed by me followed by Megan rocked rocked paper scissors rocked paper rocked paper rocked you like a hurricane paper um here i am <laughs> that's all i can sing of that that's song. all we can sing <laughs> we'll get sued 
That's right. Uh, I am here starting us off to once again list off some weird things in history and put them in a ranked list to which I think is the best. Not which one is the most effective, mind you, but the one that I enjoy the most. And this time, I am shying away from sex toys, something I never thought I'd hear myself say, and instead I'm talking about some weird stuff we did to be healthy. Because it's cold and flu season, y'all, so what better way to boost our immune systems than listening to all the awful ways we used to try and boost our immune systems? Are you ready? Oh, yeah. I'm I so ready. I forgot I, that it was I cold and flu guess? season. Yeah. Can I take, like, a quick guess um, I'm just... for, like, one of the things that people used to do? You're going to guess? Guess one. Guess one right off yeah, the top. Yeah, I'm going to guess. Guess it. I'm, I'm going to guess one right off the top. Way too much licorice. Oh, I did not put licorice in my ranked list. Um, however, I was going to say eating mummies. Eating mummies, we've talked about that before, so I didn't put it in my ranked list. Um, oh, fair. But, Megan, as far as eating licorice goes, yeah, we used to eat way too much licorice as a cure all for everything, but uh, I like licorice, so. I hate licorice. Ugh. And it's specifically because well, I was told I... to eat it while I was sick. Yep. <laughs> I have and bad news for you. If you go to Iceland or, like, literally any Nordic country, you're going to bite into a nice, seemingly normal piece of chocolate, and then it's going to be like, bam, licorice. licorice. Oops, wow, licorice. this thing is gross. I hate that so much. Mm, I, I was also, <laughs> I was also fully joking when I said that I didn't know that it was cold and flu season because... You just had COVID. We had to cancel, we had to cancel last week's recording session because I had COVID and I wanted to take a nap. <laughs> Nap time. All right, so let's get this show on the road, and I think we should start this by talking about the creme de la creme of shitty health options, which is just snake oil, because in snake our current lexicon, yeah, our, our, the current way we talk, our current vocabulary, snake oil is the catch-all name for anything we find to be hocus pocus. <laughs> Mm. And so I think it Including warrants talking about Hocus Pocus, which I still have not seen and I refuse to do so. Fair enough. <laughs> I have the moral high ground. At least that's what I tell myself at night. <laughs> <laughs> so right. snake oil was a real thing. Uh, it was oil that was extracted from Chinese water snakes and served the same purpose as today's fish oils do. Uh, basically a healthy dose of omega-3 fatty acids and helping to reduce inflammation. So when Chinese workers brought it over during the construction of the Transcontinental Railroad, it became very popular. But... Lick that snake. What was that, Megan? Lick the snake. Lick the snake. No, it was like... So you like get, you get fish oil pills, which is like concentrated fish fat. I mean, yeah, that's like licking the fish, licking the fish. Um, so the actual usable snake oil didn't stop one Clark, the rattlesnake king, Stanley. Move over, Tiger King. This guy's the real deal. Um, and Stanley was a cowboy that went around selling people bogus versions of snake oil. Uh, and he would roam from town to town claiming that he had studied with a Hopi medicine man that taught him all about the wonders of snake oil. And at one point, he even winds up at the 1893 Chicago World's Fair where he just grabs a bag full of rattlesnake, pulls one out, slices it open, and wrings it out like a shitty dish rag and starts selling it to fair attendees. 
Yes. <laughs> That's a thing. Uh, and the FDA later is like, hey, y'all, this shit contains no snake whatsoever. It's bogus. This has no snake. Absolutely. Looking, looking at the percentages, no snake. 0% snake in this snake oil. Um, Clark keeps it's like pushing. like it at 23 in me, but for fucking whether or not it had snake in snake it. Snake in it, yeah. The, send it to the lab. The boys in the lab say there's zero snake in this. <laughs> but The boys at the lab have confirmed no snake. No snake. Uh... Clark keeps selling his snake oil throughout the United States and pushing his bullshit until the day he dies, which is why we have the term today, because a lot of people tried it and a lot of people were like, hey, this isn't going to cure all of the ailments that this man said it would. So, voila, snake oil. Now, I'm going to rank snake oil here, uh, and I'm going to rate it as a D, because, well, the idea of ripping open a snake in front of a live audience where it could possibly ruin a perfectly good funnel cake seems terrible to me. It is kind of metal, so I won't go lower than a D. Okay. Does that seem fair? Okay. I mean, that, I I'll think, be honest with you, I, I think, think so. for it being the term that we use to describe any type of of medicine, which does not work, it warrants it being at, like, a C at okay. best. Okay, well, we, I feel we can bump it up to a C. That's a good point. I didn't think about that. So, we have moved snake okay. oil up to a C. Um, this wouldn't be the last prescription mishap, uh, and we didn't want to, you know, at least I didn't want to forget about the thing that on the market that makes the, I'm sorry, my bad. I'm tripping over my words. Um, I wouldn't want to be, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the only thing on the market that gets rid of the ghosts in your blood. Because in the mid 1880s. You should do cocaine about it. Exactly. In the mid 1880s, just before the snake oil extravaganza, scientists isolate the erythroxylene coca in the coca leaf. Uh, and they also rename it to cocaine okay. because that sounds way fucking better. Um, it sure does. That does sound better. It's way better. And it quickly becomes the pharmaceutical stimulant of the ages. Uh, in 1884, some weird Austrian by the name of Karl Kohler, who just so happened to be an ophthalmologist, discovers that if you put a few drops of oh. cocaine into someone's eye, they don't really feel anything when you're digging around in there for surgery. And I'm sure that discovery came from a very uh, ethical and well thought out trial, but it also meant that there was a I'm lot sure less bleeding. <laughs> because I just I trust I trust men yeah. with drugs. <laughs> I trust weird Austrian <laughs> men with cocaine. I yeah, that's you know I just don't see why not. I'm fairly I, certain that one of the stories that I told on this show was about an Austrian man who took cocaine. Um, mm, probably. Mm, sounds familiar. <laughs> but yes. Does it sound familiar or does it just sound plausible? No. It, Why can't it be both? It happened. <laughs> it Why did not happen. Both? That was but the Austrian yeah, man that saw tell that story. Yes. Uh, but yeah, so Carl Kohler discovers this. And the other thing about putting cocaine into someone's eye while you're doing surgery is they bleed a lot less because the eye tends to like not... 
because there's less pain and there's like kind of an anesthetic feeling to it, the person moves around a whole lot less. So you get less bleeding and less fuck-ups. And... That's true. So that's a good thing. I hate it when my patients move during surgery. (laughs) I hate it when I have to work on my extremely conscious conscious patients and they move around too much. I'm just digging in the innards. Honestly, very annoying. It's it's rude. (laughs) It's rude. It's rude to wake up in surgery. It sure is. So... The, they eventually kind of like take this and start using cocaine as a general anesthetic. Um, and it's treatment is used for just about everything. Uh, and I'll name a few in alphabetical order and not limited to alcoholism, depression, impotence, lethargy, sinitis, and toothaches. We're all cured with cocaine. Honestly, what doesn't lead to impotence? Cocaine cures cocaine, everything. The wonder drug. But my favorite out of all of these is the toothaches, because usually the advertising for toothaches, like why you should use cocaine for toothaches, is marketed towards giving it to your kids to coke them up and shut them up about their mouth pain. God bless America. Yeah. (laughs) Like, it's great. Look, I haven't found a single situation. Kids are annoying as fuck. Has not been helped by giving cocaine to kids. Absolutely. That's true. I. Literally have never come across a situation. Megan works in a library where kids are abound, and she has a bag of cocaine under her desk for this very thing. I like, it's kind of like when David Bowie in Labyrinth, like, he blows glitter, like, out of his hand. That wasn't glitter. That wasn't glitter. It it wasn't glitter. That was also cocaine. cocaine. Oh, I love right. that labyrinthian cocaine. Uh, so you could—that's <laughs> the best kind, honestly. You could buy this shit from a fucking Sears catalog everywhere there was cocaine, uh, and it wasn't until 1914 that the Harrison Narcotic Act outlaws the production, importation, and distribution of that sweet booger sugar. And for that reason, wow. I'm going to give cocaine a B ranking. Because, well, it seems like we had a whole lot of fun with it. I do think we overdid it. So it's only getting a B. There's no such thing as too much cocaine. And I'm going to switch from an upper to a downer on that and say, hey, do you guys think uh, heroin would cure my cough? (laughs) Hey, yes. (laughs) Well, we used to think that. Honestly, I think that'll it'll it'll cure most things. At least mentally. Again. For a time. They are, they are taking from the Benadryl school of uh, <laughs> of thought, which is you can't be sick if you're dead or asleep. <laughs> Pretty much. That's true, actually. Uh, so, uh, I mean, isn't that what, like, all modern, like, cough syrup does? It just... Knocks you out. Puts you under enough where you can't think about coughing. <laughs> Yeah, or it has a bunch of, like, cough and sinus suppressants so that you don't know you're sick, but you're sick. Yeah, well, it just, like, it puts everything to sleep. Yeah. It's like, shut up. Shut up, body. I don't do what I need you to do. Yeah, shut up. It's time to sleep now. (laughs) So in... It hits you over the head with a coffee mug. Exactly. 
So in the 1880s, along with all the cocaine use, we did have a problem with morphine in America. Um, and we continued okay. to have a problem with morphine for quite a while until 1895, when a new quote-unquote safe and non-addictive morphine alternative hits the market. It's heroin! Is it? We love oh, that. Oh, a safe alternative. So heroin is five times more effective that's the, than morphine. That's the safe one. What was that, Megan? That's the safe one. Oh, that's the safe one for sure, that's yeah. the safe alternative. So, heroin is five times more effective than morphine, but despite what they say, it is equally as addictive. But that never stopped pharmaceutical companies, and eventually you get everything from pushing it on doctors for patients to straight-up selling heroin-laced aspirin from Bayer. Yeah. Okay, but here's the thing. When I I don't feel good, right— like, uh-huh. when something on my body hurts, or, like, I got a tummy ache, or my head hurts, yeah. uh, I would, like, heroin-laced Advil. You know what? Like, it's awful. Like, I know it's real bad, but, I mean, the shit would work, I guess. <laughs> like, I wouldn't have a migraine if I was taking heroin-laced Advil. No, you wouldn't have anything at all. I wouldn't have any. I'd be gone. Um... And eventually heroin also gets a ban altogether in 1924. Way too late for what it should have been, but hey, at least we got a ban. Um, And on that note, I'm going to give heroin an F because I can't go any lower than an F. Heroin's awful. It's an X. (laughs) Yeah. And because it's me, I can't actually stop myself, nor do I want to stop myself from bringing a sexy thing in here to wrap it all up. So, as a last note on weird things we did in medical history to fix ourselves, um, hey, have you guys ever just, like, lost your sex drive and think, I know what would fix this? Hooking myself up to a car battery. Um. Like, like, like what part? Just all all of you. Oh, okay. Uh, I think I would see God before I got turned on. You'd be turned on by a battery. But like a not fucking one. Uh, like not maybe only I'm will this kill on... you, it'll hurt the entire time. <laughs> maybe I would be turned on by seeing God due to the car battery. Maybe. Perhaps. Just hallelujah, he has risen. <laughs> that and was a bad so joke. Have I. <laughs> so, uh... That was the certain way of thinking uh, back in the day, and male impotence being blamed on so many things. Uh, stingy Victorians blamed it on too much masturbation and sex, or too little, depending on which person you talk to. Uh, in medieval times, it was an imbalance of the humors, and we've come up with some whack shit to get hard. We really have. And we're not here I for just, excuses. We're here for I, results. We're here for solutions. We're here for solutions. How do we fix the boner problem? Well, some doctors thought that the fix for the boner problem was electrical stimulation, and they would give mm. what they called galvanic baths to people who had were impotent. Maybe they're not wrong. And I, I don't know. Maybe they're not wrong. Like... So... Uh, 
Here's the thing. It, aren't aren't there face masks? Aren't there like these face mask machines that like apply a low level of an electrical current to help stimulate your face? Okay, so maybe a little electricity isn't wrong. With, with actually like revealing the end here, uh, this is still a practice that is used for erectile dysfunction there are actually like studies that show oh like a little bit of like electric shock is you know can be helpful i guess i can't believe this but like the way we used to do it definitely seems a lot less humane like again the galvanic bath where it was just a tub filled with water and electrodes that and you, you just threw a toaster in <laughs> Yeah, that you just, like, had a person sit in. Your sexual desire could be returned to you in just six relaxing sessions of the Shock Tub 3000. So The Shock Tub <laughs> 3000? Yeah, you'd basically just, like, sit in a tub and get electrocuted for five minutes and be like, well, I'm hard again. <laughs> I can't tell if I'm hard or I have rigor mortis. Either way, I'm good to go. You're both. You got both those things. Other doctors at the time liked a more direct and local approach, preferring to stick an electrified rod up a man's urethra. Wow. <laughs> and um, you would get this yuck. treatment that twice a, a week, one... and sessions lasted five to eight minutes. Yuck. I think that's a one-way hole. Yeah, I'm pretty it's, sure that's a one-way hole, too. It's not. It's not, but oh, okay. I think it should be, at least I from agree. my particular tastes. But we're also not here to kink shame, so I'm like, not if here that's to yuck any yums. But for me, that's a no from me, dog. It's a no from me, dog, as well. And eventually, some less trustworthy doctors and money grubbing businessmen started selling electropathic belts for in-home care. Uh, these things were marketed towards helping with nerve issues and back pain and exhaustion, but we all knew it was for limp dick. We we all knew. <laughs> we all knew it was for limp dick. And I am going to give electric dick therapy the C ranking, because while it doesn't for sound cock. fun, C for cock, A. Got it. And... Also B, or two, however you prefer. Uh, well, it doesn't sound like a fun thing for do, to do. It does sound like something that may or may not be able to give me superpowers. So, for that reason, I'd give it a C ranking. There you go. And I know I, I've gone over four of them in detail, but I don't want to chew up any more, too much more time. But I do want to give a few honorable mentions. Um, <clears throat> Those honorable mentions being the lobotomy with a C rank, just for the Claire's meme alone. Love that. Yeah, I think C rank is good for the lobotomy. Literally helped no one. Vibrator hysteria therapy gets a B because, well, it is... Oh, S rank. It's, it's, it's fucked up in Origins, but Pussy Power took that one back, and I love that for them, so they get a B. Um, what do you mean a B? It gets got fucked up Origins. I can't I'm give it an A. Oh, okay, I'm I'm contesting it. Oh, okay, I'm contesting you can contest it, but I will, well, we'll circle back to that. So, vibrator we'll hysteria therapy gets it. a B. Um, milk transfusion gets an F because I'm lactose intolerant. <laughs> <laughs> Chloroform. Because I'm what lactose a, what intolerant. A petty, what a petty reason. 
<laughs> Still a reason. Uh, chloroform Fair. for asthma gets a C because it's so stupid that it's funny. Hey, does this napkin smell like chloroform to <laughs> you? And finally, the tobacco smoke enema gets a B rank because, well, I'm not a fan of butt stuff. It did actually help with cholera, apparently. Wait. That's also where the term blowing smoke up someone's ass. Yep. Comes from. Why did that help with cholera? Why not? I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I'm just a guy who talks about shitty doctors of the past. And That's crazy. Megan, to circle back to your point about the vibrator not getting an A, uh, it's because no one gets an A. Because fuck, guys, we need to be better about medicine. This whole story was just a plea for the American healthcare system to do better. That's all. That's true. That's true. To be fair, though, I gave it S rank. I skipped A. <laughs> You're okay, giving you know the vibrator what? S rank? Yeah. Is that what you said? The vibrator yeah. itself deserves an S rank. The origins of it being used as a therapy for hysteria, Gets I'd, I'd say, oh, can bad. probably keep it at a B. Yes. So yeah, I'm not arguing with that. The the vibrator hysteria therapy gets a B. The vibrator itself gets a triple S rank. <laughs> yeah. I think you just... It's just a godly device. Just a godly device. Oh, thank fuck for technology. <laughs> Remember, folks, so that's that not your enemy, it's your friend. Medicine. <laughs> uh, Zach told me that he was going to do a story about World War One Again, we didn't, uh, we didn't record last week, um, but last week his topic was going to be World War One. And so my whole intro was written based on Zach doing a World War One thing, and now he's not, so he's a lying piece of shit. And for that, I'm giving him a strike. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, my God. Wow. But that, is, you just called him petty for being lactose intolerant, but then you, you start out with that. No, I, I'll I take a strike that. for it. I'll take a strike for the pettiness. Look, I'm not No, I'm not you don't ashamed. deserve a strike right now. All I'm saying is watch yourself. I'm watching um, this. So since Zach didn't do a story about World War One, I, I figure I'll follow it up with a story about the sequel. Um, that's right, folks. We're going back to World War Two. <laughs> hey. The war so nice they waged hey. it twice. <laughs> what? Germany were the bad guys again? Who could have seen that coming? <laughs> that's crazy. And now they have now Italy's here. Yeah. <laughs> and what's that? Um, it's the Russians with their steel chair. Uh, it's the... Burr, burr, burr. Don't, don't put them on a level with John Cena. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> okay, so anyways. Um, World War II, the Germans were using submarines that they called U-boats, uh, which stands for underwater boats. Does it really? That's not, that's not actually the truth. That, like, I got really excited. <laughs> I was gonna lose second, my mind. And then I was like, "That's not German." Uh, not quite. I was gonna make it Unterwasserboots, but then uh, I didn't want Steve to have to do any extra work. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I mean, I'm. I also learned German, but I'm sure there's a different word for underwater, unless. You know, three weeks from now, he's going to send me a message and be like, no, it's Unterwasser. 
but either way, they were using submarines. Um, tonight, we're going to talk about one of these submarines. Uh, okay. This is the story of U-1206, or 1206. Um, U-1206 was commissioned by a man named Gunther Fritz. Uh, and after undergoing training exercises, it was approved for active duty. Command of the ship was handed to a man by the name of Carl Adolf Schlitt, and they were sent out to sea. Oh. Um, oh, that's a name. Huh? That's a name. That's a name. <clears throat> Carl Adolf? Yeah. No, Schlitt. Yeah, Schlitt. his last name is Schlitt. S-C-H-L-I-T-T. Um, so they went out to sea. Uh, it, the 1206, went on a training patrol on March 28th, and it came back on March 30th. It had a one patrol on April 2nd, and then it was sent out for its very first active patrol on April 6th. And on April 14th, a tragedy occurred. Would, okay. Would either of my esteemed co-hosts like to guess the tragedy? Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Um, I mean... On April 16th... I know 16th, the answer, so I feel like I shouldn't answer. I mean, you both yeah. know the answer. Well, you should tell everyone else. But you should... You should tell me, do you, do you, can you guess the nature of the tragedy? That shit sunk. It sunk. It did sunk for sure. Um, so, 1206 was an advanced U-boat, and it had a fancy type of... Advanced. <clears throat> toilet. Uh, oh, I was gonna say... Uh, whatever makes a submarine go propeller a propeller it had a new propeller and that propeller was a toilet um no what it had a it it had been outfitted <laughs> that propeller was a toilet it, it, it had been outfitted with a fancy new hydraulic toilet and the toilet was fancy because it allowed for the expelling of waste while the vessel was in motion which I guess submarines up to this point were not able to do. Uh, you um, couldn't shit and go at the same time. I got you. 
Correct. But the ability to do this required a trained technician in order to expel the waste properly while the machine was in motion. You need a poop patrol? Yeah, kinda. And so... So they're like, hey, are you pooping in there? Hey, are you pooping? Because I'm going to have to push like 10 buttons after you're done. Um, so anyways, the, uh, the day of April 14th, uh, crew member goes to the bathroom, uh, tries to flush the toilet on their own. And because they have not had any training on the hydraulic system, they cause seawater to flood back in through the toilet. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> this is tragic. And this so, is horrible. <laughs> so seawater begins flooding into the vessel, and uh, because of the location of the toilet on the ship, the seawater begins to affect the ship's batteries, which when they start interacting with the seawater, they start producing chlorine gas. Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> this went from a shit show <laughs> to a gas explained is bad. Yeah. So the captain's put in, uh, in between a rock and a hard place uh, where he has to decide if the whole crew should die of gas inhalation or mm -hmm. if they should surface so that they can get some fresh air. Uh, he decides that it's a great idea to surface. Yeah. And then he immediate, immediately gets spotted by the British who shell them until the U-boat captain is forced to scuttle the vessel. <laughs> I can't believe this. I can't believe I die or I die. Could Got bring it. such I, horror. I either die or I, yeah, it's a rock in a hard place. You either die or you die. Yeah, um, the they don't end up getting hurt. Like no one on the crew of U twelve oh six ends up getting hurt by the shelling. Okay, uh, but three sailors did die in the high seas after <clears throat> they had to abandon the vessel. Okay. Um, the silver lining to that story is that they're Nazis, so don't feel bad about them dying. I don't. Um, and 46 men were recovered from U-1206 uh, and taken as prisoners of war until the war ended 24 days later. <laughs> oh, okay. And I think what's really fun about this story is that this was literally, like... It's first time out. Like oh it literally, like it had been on test runs, but this was its first active patrol. So it goes out on its first active patrol on the sixth, and by the fourteenth, it's getting scuttled because somebody <laughs> took a shit and flushed the toilet at the same time. I love that. That makes me like it's bad, but it makes me so happy to know that someone was like, "Oh well." Gotta do my business. Oh, no. Just imagine being the guy on that U-boat, though. Imagine being the guy who pooped. Yeah. Imagine being the guy that thought 
it can't be that hard to flush a toilet. <laughs> I can flush a toilet. I know what I'm doing. Oh no! Imagine not being able to hold it. Oh, oops. Yeah. And that surprisingly is my entire story. I mean, not surprisingly, like. I did say that it was a very short one. You did say it was a short one, and not only that, but like, man, it, it, you can only say I fucked up uh, shit so many times in so many ways, you know? Yeah. I, I goof pooped, you know? I pooped I, a goof. <laughs> I, just, I, just like, I just thought that, that story how was so good because it's like, it, it's, I mean, First of all, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Like, yeah. was it necessary to invent a U-boat at that point that needed a, a, a whole new system for getting rid of shit? Or could we have just kept on keeping on? Now, again, I'm happy that Nazis died. It's fine. Yeah. But, like, I'm just thinking I don't understand, like, why there was an innovation to it. No idea. I mean, sometimes humans push the bounds of science. Yeah. And it takes us further away from God. <laughs> yep. Or and, three men. You know, this this will. Three men got closer to God, actually. As close as one. As close as one can get. Yeah. They. They might have gone to hell mm. based on the situation. That's true. They were Nazis. Hmm. Uh. And they died in the poop sub. <laughs> they died, they died in, in the poop sub, buddy. Dying in the poop sub is a good song. Yeah, dying in the poop sub is Nazis is a dying great in the poop song, sub. But yeah, that's my story. It's very short. Hey, it did what it had to do. It did what it had to do. It brought everyone a knowledge of. Don't poop on a sub. Of the poop sub. Poop on a sub. Pooping on a sub. Don't poop on a sub. Pooping on a sub. Don't do it. Um, I'm going to tell my story now. Okay. okay. Uh, explosively, but not as explosive <clears throat> as Matt's sub. A poop sub? Um, poop sub? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's... Explosively, my story is called It's Corn! It's corn. A, bi- uh, a big lump of... It's corn. A big lump of knobs. It's I don't know if that's trademarked. Is, is that a trademark song? I don't think so. I, yeah, I don't think he's going around performing it. Um, I would go to a concert of the It's Corn. <laughs> uh, so, I'm sure you're wondering, Megan, why would I ever go to South Dakota? Yeah, why would you uh, go to South Dakota? Phil... Why would you ever go to South Dakota? Uh, out of the blue, truly, you would be asking me that. Um, and then you would probably follow it up with, it has like two people and fracking, and those two people love fracking. Uh, those two people will sit you down every day to talk to you about how much about they fracking. love fracking. About their Lord and Savior fracking. Like, yeah, fracking Christ, that's his name. Um, so I have just two words for you about why to visit South Dakota, and they are... It's corn? Corn Palace. 
Corn what? Just Corn Palace. Corn Palace. Corn There's a Corn Palace, palace. in corn. South Dakota? There's a Corn Palace located in scenic Mitchell, South Dakota. Mitchell. I already bought my I bought my ticket. <laughs> okay, yeah, I thought so. I don't know where the closest airport is to this place, but there is a Corn Palace. So let me explain to you what the Corn Palace is. The Corn Palace is many things. Um, first and foremost, an inspiration, a vision, <laughs> the epitome of human engineering. It's all of these things. Um, and when it isn't being lauded as the pinnacle of mankind's imagination, it is also called the world's only Corn Palace and the Mitchell Corn Palace. <laughs> so they kind of fell off of the train with the last one. I love that they but, had to like explain that, no, 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 there's only one Corn Palace and we got it here. <laughs> it is the Corn Palace. We got it here. It is the Corn Palace, world's only Corn Palace. Uh, so I would like to start my story at the beginning of the palace's journey. Um, taking you back, it is the late 19th century. The internet still hadn't been invented, so we had a lot of time on our hands. Uh, especially in the Great Plains region of the U.S. A number of cities out there during this time constructed crop or grain palaces um, to promote themselves and to hype up some of the dank farm products, sans weed, that they were growing. Uh, hemp, not popular. Every other part of weed, also not popular. Oh, fucking straight-edge um, losers. <laughs> I'm kidding. You know, straight edge, straight edge losers, farmers. So surprisingly, people with nothing better to do went absolutely feral about grain palaces. Uh, the idea was just to like, they were just big buildings that showcased these products. Okay. Like expo centers. So it's a, it's it's a building that really likes corn. It's not a building made out of corn. Oh, well, let's let me get to it. Okay. All right. I'm I'm back me, in. Like I was like, cook. "All right, it's a building. All right, but now I'm back in. You got me." No, let me let me cook. All right. So, the idea was a success and it spread. So from 1887 to 1930, there were at least 34 corn palaces that were built across the Midwest, but only Mitchell's Corn Palace, which is built in the Moorish Revival style, so it looks like it's straight out of Arabian Nights, survives. Oh my god. I don't know why that's the architectural style they went with. It it must have been awkward after Um, (laughs) (laughs) 9-11. Like, all these Republicans are kind of looking at their corn palace, and they're like, God damn it. I did post it uh, in the Discord chat, by the way, if you want to take oh a look. Oh, my God. The corn palace. It's beautiful. So, the, it is beautiful. It's a beautiful building. So, the original Mitchell Corn Palace, also known as the Corn Belt Exposition, was built in 1892 to showcase the absolutely fertile soil of South Dakota and convince people to settle in the area. And judging by the fact that today the entire state has just shy of 900,000 people, it did not work. Um, <laughs> like, obviously that's, it's like more people than it had, but like, I think Massachusetts 
which is like so small compared to South Dakota, has like six million people in it. Um, so the building was constructed on Main Street on donated land from a member of the First Corn Palace Committee. Oh my God! Uh, in in 1909, Mitchell tried to have a city coup to replace. Uh, Pierre as the state capital, but was unsuccessful. I don't know how that happens. Like how an, a whole city has a coup against another city to try to become the state capital. Um, oh my god! It's the same way all I, coups happen. How? Without any proper planning. <laughs> okay, that's uh, yeah. I'm back in. Um, <laughs> so. Then, in 1921, after being unsuccessful gaining the state capital title, the palace gained, like, Russian-style onion domes and Moorish minarets, uh, giving it the appearance it has today. So it kind of looks like a weird combination of, like, the Kremlin and like the Hagia Sophia. Yeah, that's a <laughs> yeah, good way to. I was just thinking to... it looks a lot like red, the Red Square in Moscow. Yeah, it's it's a really weird building. So in 2004, media attention was drawn to the palace when, for some reason, it received Homeland Security funding, uh, presumably mm. because it was one of the biggest tourist attractions in the area. Not that that's saying much. Um, the department did draw criticisms for this, though, because everyone else was just like, why are you, why are you giving money to the Corn Palace when 9-11 was three years ago? Oh, my They're God. They're like, we don't understand why the Corn Palace is getting national security coverage when uh, New York is still, like, we have gaping holes in New York. <laughs> so then... In 2007, the Corn Palace received even more money for a new camera system to protect a new fiberglass statue of the Corn Palace's mascot, Cornelius. Cornelius? Yeah, Cornelius is the Corn Palace's mascot. I love that. So I'm sure now go, we're circling back to Zach's previous point. Um, I'm sure you're wondering what the exterior of the palace is made of. And yes, it is corn stalks and cobs. I love that. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> there are also corn murals on the outside, and those are replaced every year with designs from local <laughs> corn artists. I. We have no cool jobs here. I demand no, to we, see that process. The the corn murals? I demand to see how one creates a corn mural. I, oh, well, let me explain. Um, so, first off, it costs about $175,000 every time the corn palace is redecorated. Oh my God. And the way that it is done is sort of like a corn by numbers configuration. <laughs> like That's awesome. <laughs> like, they find they find like cobs that are certain colors and then they like project the mural and they're like okay brown cobs go here yellow cobs go here and so on and so forth 
Um, so on off days, the palace is a venue for concerts, sports events, and other community things, making it one of the most confusing yet wholesome things I have ever heard about South Dakota. Uh, not that I've heard a lot, um, <laughs> but I guess it's good to know that the Corn Palace is one of the most secured places by Homeland Security in the whole state. Wild. And, and that's... <clears throat> I know. It was truly... I don't even remember how I found this story. I don't remember how I found the Corn Palace. Because, um, like, last week we were going to record, but we didn't. And I didn't have time to write my story. And I was like, I think I have ones that are ready to go. And I did, but I didn't remember Corn. I didn't uh, remember the palace. I didn't, how could you forget the palace? How could I forget it? But it's a crazy building. It's an absolutely insane looking building. Like, I just don't know why you would specifically go to South Dakota to see it. Like, yeah, it's cool if you already live in the state, um, but like, I'm not gonna fly to South Dakota. Megan, have you looked at this? This is my Mecca. Like, <laughs> look at it. Your Mecca is made of corn? It's gorgeous. It is gorgeous. Like, don't get me wrong. And that's all corn. The whole thing is made of corn. Oh, my God. Yeah, like, I feel like... Like... Okay, but, like, I am a kind of person that likes dumb roadside attractions and, like, weird shit like this. And I'm looking at this going, like... I gotta find other things in South Dakota to do because I gotta go see this fucking corn place. I've gotta be honest with you. But, I mean... I have already bought a ticket. Oh yeah, he's he's already gone, I'm there. dude. I'm, You're there. Well, I'm is, leaving is, tonight. Is it? I'm leaving tonight on a red eye. Broadcasting live from the Corn Palace will be our episode next week. <laughs> Broadcasting live is the are the Badlands in like Badlands National Park? Yeah. In oh, the Badlands National Park is in South Dakota. Yeah, right, we're going. Like, there's live some cool the shit. Like, how far away? Badlands National Park. Hold on, let me look to see how close Mitchell is from the Badlands. This is a huge fucking state. It is. It doesn't need to be that big either. I know. There's really no All right. point. Hold on. Directions, Mitchell, Mitchell, South Dakota. Okay, um, it's a three-hour drive. Worth it. Worth it. We're good. We'll take turns. From it's Mitchell. an hour each. We got this. Yeah, and I think that so- Sioux Falls might be maybe Sioux Falls has. That's what I was thinking. An airport. It does. All right, all right. We're cooking now, guys. We're cooking. We're already there. <laughs> oh, it's it's, it's only an happening. hour away from Sioux Falls International Airport. My God. Oh my God. We're getting there. We're get. How, <laughs> we're going. How far is Sioux Falls from here? Well, that's it's a plane the most ride. Important part. I mean, well, yeah, but here's my well, thing. I'm afraid yeah. of planes. <laughs> well, I was gonna okay, say, I mean, the... we can get a ticket right now for nine hundred and eighty-seven dollars. <laughs> going Holy to Sioux Falls. That is more money than going to Japan. <laughs> Sioux Falls, South Dakota, United States. Okay. Now, if I yeah. was just trying to find, you know, if 
fucking... Okay, well, let's see. Matt, let's see how far away it is from, like, Lowell. Lowell, Massachusetts. For a drive? Let's drive. Yeah, we're driving. Okay. Uh, it says it's going to take 24 hours to drive. Oh, here's the thing. I'm sorry. I'm, that was Christmas inflated prices. If we went in January, it would be $375. Oh, those are the, yes, those are the prices that we're looking for. So if we drove I-90 the whole way, we would be there in 24 hours. It's 1,600 miles. Jeez. To go to Mitchell, to go to the Corn Palace. But, you know, you go through Chicago. Worth it. Worth it. Can I tell you and that honestly, I my might just, younger brother what a, once went to Chicago, could not find a place to park, and left? Oh, my God. Oh, crazy. <laughs> just, like, left Chicago, was like, well, don't love this. Yeah. Decided Inch to leave. Interesting. Was just like, hey, I have time. I'll go to Chicago. Went to Chicago and was just like, nah. That's crazy. I like Chicago. I am having trouble with the fact that there's no direct flight oh. to, to Sioux Falls. Sioux Falls. Ah. But perhaps I'm just not looking the right place. Maybe. I try from Manchester. Oh, no, so you gotta Instead fly from Boston. From, yeah, see, here's the thing. I'm trying from Boston, and it's not working. Oh. So if I try I from Manchester, maybe there's a direct flight to Sioux Falls. Hmm. To nope. Sioux Falls, so we can get, so we can drive to Mitchell. They made it worse. So then we can drive to the Badlands. And then, honestly, what's stopping us? What's stopping us from going to California? Yeah, right? It's only Might a three-hour well. flight, technically. Yeah. All right. We should What's wrap this up while we're trying to figure out how we're getting to the fucking corn maze. Fucking corn Guys. palace. <laughs> while we're next, trying to figure out how to get to the corn next palace. Next recording will we're be like, live we gotta, from the corn like, palace. Live from Badlands, South Dakota. <laughs> just three hour drive from the corn palace, which is just an hour drive from Sioux Falls. <laughs> Oh my god. You're hearing right. us from the road. But yeah, that was my story. Uh, you're, yeah, you're currently hearing us from the road, everyone. Um, we'll, we'll, the next recording, we'll be living in South Dakota. <laughs> We've already moved. We're already there. We've already Bags moved. Already packed. We're already there. And you can count us out whenever you. Oh, wait, no, there's stuff we have to do. No, we. Yeah. No, I can't. I'm not counting us. Oh my god. I'm not doing How did shit. I forget the. I thought that we were just at, like, I thought at, we'd just been I, vamping. <laughs> I nope, thought not this vamping. was like an after dark segment that we had nope. just, I remembered that we haven't fully finished the podcast. No, yet. so let's wrap this shit up. If you Jesus love Christ. what you hear from us, and clearly you do because you heard us just fucking jerk off about a corn palace. Guys, for fucking I apologize that I did not do my <laughs> podcast badly duties. And step in to be like, before we go on with this, maybe it's, we should fucking nah, it's all good. end it. But yeah, if you like what you hear from us, uh, head on over to iTunes and Spotify or Spotify. We like both. Um, 
and give us a rating and review. It's an easy way for you to help us out for free by bumping us up on the charts. All you got to do is give us a five-star review, and on iTunes, you can actually leave us a little message. Uh, if you want to support us in monetary ways, you can head on over to patreon.com slash triumvirateproductions, where you can join our $3, $5, or $10 level of patron subscriber, where you get a whole bunch of bonuses, such as the After Dark segments and uh, early episodes that are unedited. Uh, and then if you also can't support us monetarily, we completely understand you can go follow us on our socials, uh, the triumvirate. Uh, sorry, on Instagram we're at the underscore triumvirate underscore productions, and you can find us on Facebook as well. Um, yeah, that's that. That's the socials. That's us. And with that, the podcast ends with a resounding "What the fuck, history." Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.